0: Welcome back to the coffee hour, I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Golseth.
0: And the rain has let up for a couple of days. Hopefully, still <laughs> for in the a forecast. few minutes. that's true. We may it didn't have some, rain yesterday, though and it was supposed to we may have more, and that rain has certainly had an impact here in the Midwest. We mm-hmm. not too long ago talked about the floods in Nebraska. Now, what does that mean here in Missouri? Joining us by phone this morning, the Reverend Dr. Lee Hagan, President of the Missouri District of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Dr. Hagan, thanks for being our guest this morning. It's my pleasure. Thanks for the opportunity, Andy. Yesterday you and a crew uh, ventured out uh, not just on land but also on water to to see how far this flooding has uh, has reached and and the communities that it's affecting. Tell us a little bit more about that trip and what prompted uh, your trip out on the water. Um, Sure. Uh,
1: The Orchard Farm area is north of St. Charles and we've got a Lutheran church and a school up there and it's a, it's a really interesting area because that's where the Missouri and the Mississippi meet. And even on the, uh, uh across towards the Illinois, uh, on the Illinois side, that's where the Illinois River, that basic area, it, it meets also. So you have this confluence of multiple rivers and there's been a lot of flooding up there that, uh, has really come as a result of the Mississippi River. And so we wanted to, to be able to get a better sense of, of the scope of the flooding. And so we were, when we got into the boat, we were a mile and a half from where the, the Mississippi normally is when it's, uh, you know, when it's in its riverbed. So it was, uh, disheartening, um, a bit overwhelming to see. And a lot of those families, they've been displaced since mid-March. So it's, um, we're talking a lot about it with it with the cresting uh hopefully you know right now the river's cresting but uh the the response is going to be something that takes place over weeks throughout the the rest of the summer you mentioned being a mile and a half from where the river normally is how much land is actually covered by this flooding right now Uh, i can't begin to imagine i mean you know we're going the uh there's a, a small airport out there where there were planes, you know, uh, water all around the planes, but uh, just one farm field after another. And that's one of the things is, um you know, we're struck by uh, when we see a house that's underwater, but all of those fields, you know, that that's affecting people's livelihoods as well. And so, and we got to visit with a, a young. Uh, young man who farms with his father he's in his late 20s and um you know it, it, they've got a lot of hard decisions to make regarding insurance and um you know getting thing getting their crop into the ground so late uh it it's just a very challenging for, for people because, uh, a lot of our farmers, they operate on what their past history is and what they know. And, and when you're talking about flooding like this, nobody's quite sure, you know, unless they, unless they really were farming in 93. Um, and, and a lot of them were, um, they don't necessarily have all the frame of reference. And this flooding is different than 93 was. It's, it's not just, uh, uh, affecting the ground the same way. Uh, for, for people who aren't familiar, if, if we're thinking about flooding in the St. Louis area, m- many people may not realize that there's actually farmland uh, very close to the urban areas. Can you describe this, this community? You mentioned all this farmland. Can you describe the community that this is affecting? Yeah, Orchard Farm is, is, is kind of fascinating because there's a lot of growth that's happened. A community called Newtown that is, has built up out in St. Charles County and brought a lot of new homes, uh, new folks into the community, but it's also surrounded by farm ground and so while uh trinity is listed as in the you know as saint charles it's very much an agricultural community and and so many people are tied to the ground uh they either grew up farming or they continue to help support their family and their friends during seasons like planting and harvest by helping out so um you know that's part of what uh there's a lot of grief there but it's this is the kind of thing that they're dealing with all along the Missouri River, all throughout um, middle Missouri, up into Northwest Missouri. Uh, we've got a young pastor um, who serves the congregation in Mound City, and um, it's a uh, congregation that was co- a triple point parish that was combined because two of the communities uh, were that are west of Interstate twenty nine. So the flooding that they were seeing in Nebraska was already hitting in, in Corning and Craig. And so, you know, these these two communities are underwater again. And they're gonna um you know, it three months of of being underwater and families displaced and so they can't even begin to uh start the cleanup until the water's received.
0: And we still don't know we're hoping that that crest is is today or in in, in the next what twenty four to forty eight hours, but it, it, we don't know how long this is going to take for this to recede. What is the the outlook you know the next steps after the water recedes there's a lot to be done um sure. in terms of you know following a recovery and response to a disaster like this
1: yeah, people are going to have to work with uh with their insurance companies. Um I was learning a little bit yesterday about uh you know, some of these families uh out there along the Mississippi River. They have to work with the Army Corps of Engineers and there's some um they've got to navigate those waters, if you will. As far as the church's response, you know, we're we're certainly um Trinity Orchard Farm was a great example. You've got families living with one another. Uh and you've got families that they're Underground is now the boat dock for for people to come closer into town where they park their vehicles along you know alongside a, a road of a neighbor or a friend from church and and they just pull their boat up because there's no way to get back to their to their homes to their farm ground and when we were visiting with the uh, the young man that was farming that's part of the issue is there's even high ground where. Um, they're able to farm, but they had the dilemma of what equipment do you leave over there, knowing that you're going to have a tough time getting, getting the fertilizer there and getting all of the other things that are there. So it's just um, lots of challenges. We're trying to um, to to be ready for when the waters recede, and we know that's going to be weeks in some of these places, but uh, so that we can deploy our our. Uh, Lutheran early response teams our uh, alert, trained teams to these places along the Missouri and the Mississippi rivers. How can people become uh, trained to help volunteer uh, at these well, disasters? Thanks for asking. We Jefferson City was hit with a tornado a, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we had deployed our alert teams over there. That has also kind of sparked some interest and so we've hastily thrown together uh a alert training this weekend. And when I say thrown it together, the content will be great. We just aren't having uh you know, quite the lead up time as we often do, but this gives us more people that we can send to places like uh, you know, Norburn and Carrollton that are along the, the Missouri River where there's a lot of flooding. So uh it's going to be Saturday at Trinity Lutheran Church in Jefferson City from ten to two. Uh, pastor Greg Mech is going to be leading it. Pastor Mech is uh, is the pastor from Emmanuel and Joplin, and he certainly knows a lot about disaster response. He mm-hmm. served the congregation when the tornado hit a number of years ago, and he's just been a real leader in in our synod in disaster response. So. Anyone in middle Missouri or even St. Louis folks that are willing to make uh, the trek over going through the training just helps sensitize you why we do what we do and what are the ways that we can show mercy in in, in times such as this and um, the people in Orchard Farm yesterday were so appreciative of of the financial support of the prayers and encouragement um, so there's a long road ahead, but uh, it is uh, such a a blessing and a comfort to know that there are brothers and sisters in Christ who will be there to to help them in the in the months ahead,
0: we'll provide a link to that alert mm-hmm. training as well. The information on the alert training, we'll put that up with the program notes today mm-hmm. as well. We have just about a minute left, but I, I want to ask you what is unique about um, how LCMS congregations serve their communities in acts of mercy like this? The, you know, there are many service organizations that help after a disaster like this. What's unique about how our congregations uh, can serve? Well,
1: I, I think one of the things is. Um, we're in it for the long haul we're in these communities and so we're not parachuting in and, and leaving and so you know we saw that in joplin after everyone else had left we were still there serving meals we were still there uh walking alongside of of people and so you know the the folks in orchard farm they are caring and supporting one another they don't necessarily need tons of teams but because there's going to be a a significant scope of work we're we're going to be able to come alongside of them, but they're not going anywhere. They will continue to be just just a, a pillar for that community, uh, trying to serve their neighbors in love, and that's why we do those things. And so, you know, for for us to be able to go out there and and present a gift to help them with ministering to displaced families, uh, those are the things that are important. And. And more funds are going to be needed because, um, you know, we're becoming aware of some of the other needs that, that already exist. And there's going to be so much more as the waters recede. So um, any way that people can volunteer, uh, they can go to our website and, and get information uh, in the coming weeks. Um,
0: the Reverend Dr. Lee Hagan, President of Missouri District Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate, Thank you so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today.
1: Thanks so much, and we invite your prayers for all those affected.
0: Indeed. you listen to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Gulzeth. or send an
1: email to gifts at kfuo.org. And you can call us at
0: 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you, anytime, anywhere.